it over. The Roosters have won it. Minor premiers become major premiers. Roosters fans, that's right, it's Origin Week, and in a Roosters Radio exclusive, our divine leader, Freddie Fittler, the New South Wales coach, is coming on to chat all things Origin with Silky and I. Silky, we're going to talk about Roosters versus Tigers out of the newly beautifully built Bankwest Stadium, and Chris Vag from Pass It On joins us on Roosters Radio as our co-host tonight, talking all things the wonderful charity that Rugby League's getting behind and passing on jerseys and clothing to the homeless. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, Silky, to Roosters Radio in this great Origin Week. Well, Bush, that's right. Joining us tonight, Brad Fittler, and I can't wait. But more importantly, we've got a special guest joining us in the studio. We have. Chris Vag. Now, a lot of people would have seen the great work that Parcelon is doing in the community, particularly with the homelessness in and around Sydney. But to tell us more about it and the great work that's going on, Chris, welcome to Roosters Radio, mate. Thank you, boys. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, Pass It On started end of 2015, 16, so a while ago now. And Wardrobe Cull, we now pass on sort of 8,000 pieces a week to 40,000 this year. We've got three weekly services, one monthly. And yeah, we look after the homeless. Mate, the NRL and particularly the players and some special players have really uh, taken upon themselves to be part of this. You want to shine the light on yeah, well, who's really got involved? Ultimately, like I'll look to do the Roosters. Boyd has been a supporter. Jared, we love Jared. He's um, the big friendly giant. He's one of the greats. And obviously, with the Origin boys there now, we're looking to have Victor come down. The Inflictor will come down and support us. But I mean, look, it's it's so special for our friends on the street to see one of their heroes come down and spend time with them. And you know what? There's nothing like making someone feel important to actually lifting their spirits. Um, And as we say, there's two parts to this, to re-engage people. One is hope and then is purpose. And the first thing you have to do is give people hope. Explain a little bit about the process. So I I had the pleasure of meeting you at the Sydney Roosters Business Network Breakfast where uh, you got to explain a bit about what it is, the great work that you do. Do you mind just going into a bit of the detail? Sure. We collect clothes through our clothing bins. So we sell clothing bins into businesses that are custom branded. So everyone's staff can get involved. I mean, everything starts with one piece of clothing. The impact of one piece of clothing or a thousand is the same. Is one piece of clothing is going on one back or one pair of pants. From there, we obviously sort the clothing um, and then we distributed our services. From there, we've now, we do inclusion days to the footy. So we've actually just got 15 going up to Central Coast Stadium on Sunday. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so we're trying to bring in Gosford. Uh, our mate Ben Collison, um, who you will know, is organising that for us. So we've got 10 of our friends and sort of five of the Pass It On crew coming together to go up to Gosford and watch the footy together. And you know what? When you're part of the tribe, it's one of the things about bringing people and engaging people back in community when you're marginalised is you want them to feel as normal as possible. And, that, sure. and we use football as that vehicle and that tool. Chris, the work you're doing within community uh, is amazing and, and it's just not passing clothes on. You know, you talk about the value of connecting and it really resonated with me. 
people obviously have a stereotype a little bit about homelessness or, you know, do I go past, do I just chuck a dollar? It's more than that. If you can just give us a little bit of the depth you go into to make people feel connected, to say hello, to shake a hand, to listen to their stories. It's not about chucking them a piece of clothing and saying, there you go, Tiger, stay warm, is it? No, no, 100%. I mean, all our clothing is set up. We're an outdoor boutique and the transaction is free. We've got a male section and a female section. Our female section was 5% at the start. It's close to 40 now. So wow. we've made it a really safe space for women to come. Um, and it also the nice thing is, you know, you found, when we started this on the street, we found that women were basically dressing in, you know, basically what you'd call unisex clothes. But now they've got their own, right? So dresses. I mean, we've had women crying in front of us, hugging dresses with tags on them because they haven't had anything new. And I actually walk up to this lady and I said, oh, you know, what's wrong? Are you okay? And she said, I haven't had a new dress in six years. And so you you sort of – we always say we get more out of this than we give, Uh, you know, and the impact that it has on you and perspective. And I always say one of the greatest things you can have in life is perspective. It gives you clarity. And so you can have a poor day. You can come home and think the world's against you. I used to go swimming a lot, right? So if you wash away a bad day, I jump in the ocean. You know, like to go down to Bondi, that. do whatever, go down. We're all Bondi boys. We know yeah, the value of that. But, yeah. but for now, that's the service for us. You go in there, you can have a horrible day, and you just put a smile on your face. And Matty mm. Chechen sums it up really, really well. And you can imagine the poor referees have a little bit of a harder time than most. Um, he says you come heavy and leave light. Yep. So, you know, you come with a, a heavy part of, bo- mm. part of body and you leave light. And, and that's it. I mean, look, as I said, perspective is clarity. It's like one of the things I think that really is underdeveloped and underappreciated in life is the filter that you develop over time into what you absorb and what you spend time on. And I think going into that space, it actually really um, narrows your focus. And you, all of a sudden, you start spending time on what is really important in your life. It's a really valuable tool for you to keep going forward as a person and to keep developing. Well, Chris, not only are you doing some great work in the community with uh, the Pass It On charity and really looking after the homeless and getting all the rugby league clubs behind it and awareness, you're also a former stats man. You've got a fair bit of idea about the Roosters. Uh, You've got a fair bit of idea about rugby league. You're an avid fan. You know your stuff. So joining us today as a guest host, mate, we're going to uh, come back right after this break and we're going to talk to you all things Roosters Tigers on this great Origin Week. Well, welcome back, Roosters fans, and we are here with Chris Vag, Silky and Bush, talking all things Roosters v Tigers. Last Friday night, Silky. We went out there, Bush. Yeah, it was a great We took it on. Bankwest Stadium. trip to Parramatta. What did you think of Bankwest Stadium, firstly? Absolutely loved it. Um, look, we were quite lucky. We were in the uh, the Chairman's Club for uh, for that game, and I have to say, we were five metres from, from the sideline. It was amazing. Chris, you know, you've talked about your experience at Bankwest. What do you think of the stadium? Beautiful stadium. Beautiful stadium. We held an inclusion day out there. So we took our friends out there. It was a magic day. I've got to tell Roosters fans, for 13,000 out there, still had some atmosphere. I cannot imagine how beautiful it would be. 30,000 packed yeah. para fans, and I think it would be a game to go to. So fans, if you're out there, you've got an opportunity. It's an easy tram ride. They've made it easy. The stadium is beautiful, accessible. Get out there. Now, Silky, changing gears for a second. Nat Butcher crosses the stripe. Tupu crosses second. Radley, Latrell, they all got over the stripe the other night. Well, there's some great talking points. In particular, two of my favourites were the tries scored by Nat Butcher, who we had on last week's show. Yep. And there's a bit of a trend happening there, Bush. Uh, we get the players on. They end up scoring a try the, that week. But, uh, you know, the great offload from uh, Jared Warrior Hargraves to Nat Butcher for that first try, I thought was a was an old-fashioned style forward play. But the other try, Victor Radley, where he ran away from an old-looking Benji Marshall. But the lead-up play, uh, the passing, Luke Keary, and we'll talk about him a little bit later. But, yeah, they were two uh, great tries for the boys. Yeah, well, boys, I thought Keary's chocolate wheel pass, 
out to Tubes when the ball just come in. I just loved it. It was like going to the casino. It was red or black. He just chucked it out there, and Tubes just got into it, as he always does. He's a great finisher. I thought that was a highlight. Seeing Luke Keary come back and put a bit of control back on the side, it seemed to take the pressure off Cooper Cronk on Friday night. It seemed to give him another option, and he seemed to actually take more time. He seems a bit rushed when Keary's not there. I think they're a dynamic combination. Well, mate, I'll tell you something about the final try where Luttrell, it was was a soft try by all means, but... Prior to that play, uh, there was a Balmain Tiger injured and it was on the left-hand side of the field and it was right near it where we were sitting. And Keary spoke to Latrell and gave him a little hand gesture. It was a block play, I think, or just a cutout pass or a simple pass. But then Latrell, it was like an under-8s try where it was just big boy against small boy and he just and bullocked fast. his way over. And it was a soft try, but beauty of being at that stadium was being so close, you could just see these little gestures and hand gestures and it, you knew something was about to happen. I just didn't know it was going to happen on that play. No. And when we, we were out there with uh, you know former Roosters player and our sister show, the Matty John show, Brian Fletcher seemed to enjoy himself that night, Silky. He was yelling out to Matty King. He was acknowledging him. He was yelling out to, uh, I, I think he was yelling out to touch judges. He was talking to coaches. Anyone that would listen, he had a great night. Yeah, he, he sure did. Speaking of great nights, Luke Keary back in the side. Chris, your thoughts on his performance? Well... He's a fabulous player. He holds us together. I mean, look, as you sort of alluded to earlier, my favourites are up front. So for me, it's Jared. We always go well when Jared is king of the jungle. Oh, I couldn't yeah. agree more, mate. Well, wa- he'd been missing for a couple of weeks too. He walks around. I always know I look at Jared's body language, which is the two tennis balls under the armpits. And when he's making that strut around the field, I always know we're going to win. That's my thing. And then obviously, they've got our mate Victor Radley, who's the modern Bradley Clyde. Well, I reckon that butcher's the modern, modern Bradley Clyde. But I reckon that butcher looked a little bit like Boyd Cordner the night. I actually looked down for a moment, not recognising Origin was on, and went, did Cordner just cry? And Nat got up with the 11 on his back. So, you know, it was lots to like about it. i tell you one thing uh, that I was salivating about was uh, talking to Jake Friend prior to the kickoff. I would be very surprised if he doesn't run out against the Cowboys this Sunday. Yeah, he did say he was going to come back around the same time as Kiri, so hope for the fans. So he's speaking to Kiri, Roosters Radio Zone, Bryce Webster, Caught up with Luke Keary, and this is what he had to say. Here with Luke Keary. Luke, long time out. Nice to be back out there on the field. Yeah, it was good, mate. It was um, a bit nervous at the start, but no, it was a good game to come back. You know, I thought it was physical, and yeah, it was, the ball was in play for a long, long periods of time. It was a really gritty, grimy game. How did it feel out there? Sort of really was an nail-biter there for a minute. Yeah, mate, I thought we started well, and then we were just losing a couple of those physical battles, and got pulled up at half-time. We got, actually, we got a bit of a shock there at the start of the second half, but we, were, we knew we were always on top, and we just had to get a bit of momentum back. You must have felt pretty good about the uh, the Harbour Bridge pass there to Toops in the first half. Yeah, I knew there was some space out there. I just had to get it out there. I couldn't pass it, so I just threw it. <laughs> How'd you pull up, mate? Feel good? No, good, mate. Yeah, it's good to be back. I can't wait to see you out there next week. Sweet. Thanks, mate. Well, great to have him back, Bush. Absolutely great to have him back. Chris, you know, another player that caught our eye on Friday night he played like a front rower. He was like an extra forward. He was amazing, uh, you know, on the wing and at the back, and he got back for the ball. Ryan Hall, welcome to first grade. He proved his value the other night. Why Coach Robinson bought him. It's a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of an introduction, a bit of a warm-up. The other night, Ryan Hall proved himself every bit of rooster. Well, being back from a stats background, uh, set starts are everything. You know, you get rolling off a set start from your wingers. Uh, it makes it so much easier for your men coming through the middle. And let me ask you this, particularly with Ryan Hall, uh, there's a stat that a lot of people kind of look at, post-contact metres, is that correct? 100%. You are bending that line with that big body. He did that all game. So we've got Toops on one side, who's the, the big giraffe, if you will, that ambers through, and he seems to always have that momentum. We lost Virgo, but we've picked up Ryan Hall, and I think it's taken a couple of weeks for Ryan Hall to get his confidence back. You know, he's coming back from a, a serious ACL injury, I believe. 
but I think we started to see the beginning of what Ryan Hall will be able to provide for us. Oh, loving it. Uh, towards the back end of the year. Oh, 100%. I think it's that war of attrition. If you can just keep belting, belting, belting through uh, the line, you know, you're going to get a hole somewhere, somewhere else. And he did it in bucket loads, didn't he? Well, Silky, have you seen a bigger winger? No, he is a massive unit. Huge, no. isn't he? Huge. When you, and, and again, at Bankwest Stadium, you actually get to see the <laughs> full right. size of the players and, and you look at them. And, and feel the hits. Oh, mate, you look at them and you go, wow, I didn't know their legs in there, you know. Their backsides were that big. They're just powerfully built, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Well, Bush, for our Roosters fans, our own Bryce Webster caught up with Ryan Hall and here's what he had to say. Here with Ryan Hall. Ryan, that was a tough one out there tonight. Uh, it certainly was, and the Tigers made it a, a game. You know, to be in, uh, we had a game plan throughout the week to get the ball in play, and uh, I think uh, they came into the, into the game thinking the same thing, so that's why it's going back as far as like it was, but yeah, it was a great game to be in. I'm glad we came out on top. Looking, uh, looked really physical out there. How was it like being out there? Tackles looked just a little bit harder tonight. Uh, yeah, they were, but, you know, because the ball's in play that much, kind of getting a bit loose. Uh, towards the end, but I know you know none of the attackers had the energy to do all about it really. So it was just one of those battle of, battle of attrition's, and uh, we got through. What about yourself, mate? You're looking pretty comfortable out there these days. Well, I got back to my, my day job, and yeah, I've, I've done the job for 12 years now. So I was, I was, well, I'm glad I got back to some sort of standard anyway. But um, I'm glad I'm just fitting in now with the boys, you know, back on the field. Has the body pulled up? Yes, great so far. I might, I might feel a bit sore tomorrow, but you know, I'm all right now. Can't wait to see you next week. Good on you, mate. Cheers, thank you very much. Well, fans, we have been waiting for this one. Roosters Radio brings the big stars. There's none bigger on Roosters Radio than our former glorious leader, the divine leader, the one Brad Fred Fittler. Freddie, thank you and welcome on Roosters Radio on Origin Week, the eve of one of the biggest games of the year. I need to give that intro to all radio stations that call me from now on. You're our divine leader, Freddie. We won't hear about any other way, mate. You bring <laughs> yeah. us you bring us that Too premiership. Too good, boys. Too good. Thank you, mate. Well, Freddie, welcome to Roosters Radio on this Origin Week, this most important weeks. We know mm. all Roosters fans are behind you. Uh, we've been rooting for you for years. We know you've been, uh, you know, been doing so much hard work, mate. How's it camp feel this week? How's the feeling? Camp's awesome. Um, interesting, always watching people come into the camp, and you know, I like to get their feedback. And uh, interesting talking to Mitchell Pearce, ex-Rooster, and asking about what it's been like training with the new team and. Yeah, he's just he's very positive about it. He goes, you know, just quite overwhelmed actually how well they trained and how hard they go. And, you know, that's a really good sign from a coach's point of view. So they've handled everything being thrown at them. We had a pretty big day today, considering it was only two days out. And then they tidy up tomorrow, which goes for about 15 minutes, really. And we're into it. So, um, mate, at the moment, it's, she's all fine tuning. We had the jumper press out tonight. And apart from that, mate, she's all pretty chilled from here till game time. For us, Layman Freddie, it feels like two days before Christmas and you're Santa Claus. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope I can deliver you a nice present. <laughs> Freddie Silky, mate. Uh, firstly, I just wanted to ask you a question about the preparation this week. I believe you're doing a bit of breath work. Now, I'm a devout Wim Hof follower. Uh, can you elaborate on the breath work you did earlier this week? Oh, uh, mate, we had a, a fella come in, um, Baldwin. Ah, oh, legend. Yeah, so Nam's up. Up on the Gold Coast, does a lot of stuff with the surfers. Really good fella. So we've had him involved a couple of times, and uh, I haven't. We haven't really gone through a process of actually learning to, um, you know, hold your breath for longer. Or what I've done is a few times when we train, just go through training exercises when doing a bit of cardio, and you know, doing it while holding your breath, and you know, under certain seconds, and all that sort of stuff. And 
But generally, we do, um, do a lot of sort of meditation where we just stand there and just breathe through our belly and talk about, you know, the quality of breath when we get the opportunity. And uh, it's interesting during the game that the boys sort of revert back to breathing because, you know, the thing is about being present and clearing your head and getting rid of the past and, you know, breathing really helps that. So I think a few of them engage with it and enjoy it. And, you know, it, well, it's our greatest tool. So if we can do that well, then you, know, you give yourself a real good chance. Out of the playing group, who really uh, took to it? Well, Jimmy, actually. And, you know, then once you get the sort of the talkers and the leaders, the rest is easy. And, and Jimmy Maloney really pushes it, actually, when there's time to slow down. He's the one that's sort of promoting, you know, let's just take a breath, boys. Let's, you know, stop talking, take a breath. And and once you've got that, them blokes sold, the rest is easy. So he's been fantastic. Freddie, you've bring so many great initiatives that some uh, traditional coaches would see alternate. You put yourself out there, and we love it. We just get behind it because we're massive Fred fans, especially here at the Roosters, <laughs> mate. We won't hear of any blaspheme. But what is it, something you're really proud of that's different that you've bring to the team? You know, there's grounding, there's earthing, there's the breathing. What, what's something else that you've bring that you're really proud of? Joey. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh... Oh, mate, you know, all that stuff. We've got a lot of time in camp, so I think what it does do it, it makes it interesting. It sort of might tweak a few of their brains and make them look at things a little bit differently. But I think uh, I think one of the most – the biggest thing that I'm biggest on is really phones. You know, I just don't allow phones in certain places. And, um, you know, I, I have the same rules with my kids. And, you know, and it's just basic manners, really, that we seem to have general society have lost. So – if anything, a lot of them come back at the end of it and talk about how their their habits with their phones have changed. Wow. Uh, Freddie, Chris from Pass It On here. I just wanted to thank you for bringing the boys down before Origin 1. Also, just wanted to know, who, what do you look for in an Origin player? Like for me, coming from a stats background, in Origin, I always look for the double hit up from one of your forwards early on in a set to get you rolling. Mate, we've got a few things we look at. Uh we got a little fell that in behind the scenes. There's like little point systems, like a sort of money ball scenario. And, you know, we look for the team play, you know. We look for support, people kicking, chasing kicks and pressuring kickers and, you know, working on the ground and, um, you know, being smart at marker. And, and if you can get all those real basics right, you know, obviously you need some superstars to score tries. But, um, you know, you need to be tidy in so many areas just to – and build pressure on the other team. So, um, you know, your Dale Finucans and your Cam Murrays and those sort of players, your Jake Trebojevic through the middle, you know, without them, you know, the rest is really hard work. So we make sure we nail those characters first and then the superstars sort of stand out because everyone can see them. Freddie, after the game two or before game two, it felt like there's a bit of pressure on you and I thought the performance the boys put in was almost perfect. Where can you find improvement from game two to game three? Oh, mate, it's, you know, we break it down to tackles and just show examples of where we were good, where we, where we could have been better. And um, they're all over the place. You know, you can make little adjustments all over the place. But I think we also acknowledge that they were really good, you know, the, in the conditions and under those sort of, um, you know, you had to win. Um, it's very hard to deny that they were very good. So it's not always about trying to find um, saying you've got to be better. It's just about, you know, just acknowledging they were good and then just showing them ways that we did fall down and 
we could have made better decisions. So the perfect game's still out there. Freddie, are you, are you feeding a horse at the moment? Mate, I'm about to head down to Jersey present. I just grabbed a little chocolate. Just to yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I just didn't know if you were on a chopper chop. I just didn't know if you were rooming with Mr. Ed. The days of chopper chops are over, brother. <laughs> yeah, they're over. Freddie, yeah. we want to thank you for your time, mate. We know how difficult it is. We know how much is on your plate at Origin Time, but we know that you have always got time for the people, and that is why forever there'll be uh, so many fans behind you, mate. New South Wales is behind you. Roosters fans are behind you. Roosters radio fans are behind you. And in our very studio, there's a nude of Mitch Orbison next to Boyd Cordner. We did one of Robbo. We enhanced it to not get his confidence. But out the front, mate, is a big statue of Freddie. You've got to walk past that. We want to let everyone know that we're Freddie first. Kiss its feet. Yeah, mate. Kiss its feet. Mate, wish you the best tomorrow. Thank you so much, mate. Love your support, lads. Good on you, Freddie. Good luck, mate. There you go. Well, Chris, we all know what he was as a player. We know he was as a leader, as a coach. What do you say about Freddie Fittler other than the rise and rise continues and, and long may it? He is the people's champion, I think. Um, you know, even when they came down to us, it's just involved with everyone, very accommodating. 100% he gave to our friends, we call them our friends on the street. Um, and, mate, they're wearing kit now three weeks later, right? So tomorrow night when we run service, um, it will be a blue fest down there for Freddie tomorrow oh, and the boys. Chris, when the players turned up to one of your outreach services out of the playing group, who who really impressed you? Uh, whole playing group, 100%, but Jackie Whiten was amazing. Um, there was a shot of him. He just went off his own and just started sitting down and chatting with people, and they captured that, and it was just amazing. Everyone just turned around, and Mickey Butner, who does it with me, with Olga as well, just elbowed me in the in the side and went, catch that, you know, um, and that's exactly what we want to do. Just that inclusion and just sitting down and having a chat with someone. Our boy, Victor Radley was another yeah. one who was really, really good and who's looking to come back and get involved. Um, so, yeah, so that was it was really good. And to be honest, the joy that that sort of visit gives to someone on the street, um, you can't measure, right? You know, mm-hmm. they talk about that forever and a day. The day that my friend, you know, the guys they see on TV came down and made me feel important. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, to see the players get involved, Silky and I talk about we had the pleasure of going over to watch the Roosters in Adelaide Brad, Brad Fittler walks out after he's doing his commentary. You know, we're there with our wives. We, we've known him for a long time, obviously, through our relationships. And he just sat down and we just chewed the fat for a while. We didn't talk too much footy, but it's the mark of a man. He could have easily just, you know, had a lot on his plate, walked past. And to get the whole team down and inspire him, you know what I mean? It, I think he's building a culture, um, a dynasty, I think he's building. I think he realises that Queensland had done something similar. We do know they had a side that God wouldn't beat, um, you know, and they had the big four. Uh, great players, but Queensland got a great culture. I think what Freddie's bringing that little bit of difference, and I think Laurie started the legacy, to be honest, to not be disrespectful. Freddie's really leveraged off what Laurie's done, and to involve the community, involve the players, and get on board with you guys, Chris, at Pass It On is just a huge mark of the man. Oh, it definitely is. And I think I think the thing is, it's just the New South Wales Rugby League is for everyone, you know, and Rugby League is for everyone, yep. you know, and that, and that sometimes gets forgotten. You know, you've got your corporates, you've got your fans, you've got all this. Mate, the biggest supporters of footy, are on the street now. We had a kid called Jackson Hastings play, yeah. um, who left the club, yep. but who got absolutely owned down there about his father in grand finals, about him playing for the Roosters by a couple of absolute tragics down there, mate. And he couldn't believe how much knowledge was there yeah. with people. So it, it's it's great, and you know what? It, it's an outlet. Chris, what are the stigmas that people on the street? We we walk past the everyman, and I say to my kids. There's someone washing windows. Today I gave a girl who was washing windows. She come up and washed my car window, whether I liked it or not. And I thought I call that initiative. I was getting the car wash or not. She stood at the window and I was on the phone and 
I, I grabbed a, a five dollar note. I chucked it out because that's all I had, right? But what are the stigmas behind the people on the street? Because they could have been highly successful in their life, could have had anything. What are we trying to break down here and get across to the people? Uh, we've got a saying that's homeless, not hopeless, right? And I think that's the problem is a lot of people put you in a box simply because it's easier for them to walk past. So if all of a sudden you've lost your house, I don't have to care about you. It makes it easier for me to walk past. You brought this on yourself and whatever else. Mate, to be honest, it's, it's a series of events that before you know it, you end up on the street. You know, they say that the amount of time is generally 18 months right before you land, right? Um, but we've had a woman spoke five languages attending Un- University of New South Wales living in a toilet block at Randwick. Wow. And, and, and I, I sort of go to the point that, you know, five languages in this country and this city should open so many doors for you, but she was a- unable to make that work for her. You know, professors, economics people, everything. A sickness in the family can yep. do it. Uh, it's, it can be anything. And, and the thing is, I think what we try and highlight is there's a real bridge to be built back now because unfortunately when the digital world's come in, no one's got coins in their pockets anymore. So it's made it harder to help. So we now sort of think that clothes are the new coins and we're just a vehicle to build that bridge. And now, as I said, we, you know, we invite people and host people down at Outreach to try and build that bridge back and to show people that, you know what, it's not that I'm a junkie, I'm a this, I'm going to hurt you, I'm going to do that. It's real people, it's everyday people, and everyone's got a story. Um, and, you know, what we try and do is break that break that stigma down because the next question generally is, you know, hi, my name's Chris, how can I help, mm. right? And it, but the first question has to be asked. You have to be confident enough to go and do that. And so we've got a little hashtag that we came up with, and if I could just um, tell a story about the leadership of good. Um, when I was in London at the end of 2017 after the World Cup, I sat there and I spoke to a guy for 45 minutes on the street. I was on holiday. Um, I was there on the street and he said to me when I was about to leave, three people had come over and given him money and he said to me, don't go. And he grabbed my arm and I said, you know, mate, I've got to go. And he goes, I've got more money here in the last 45 minutes than I get all day. And what that taught me was that people behind my back were comfortable to come up because I was there. Talking. Because they, so, they could see themselves in me. And I think that's one of the things is that you don't know the ripple effect that if you're the one that stops and actually speaks to someone, someone walks past, right, they take that off into their community. And that ripple effect is what we're trying to achieve is that someone feels comfortable and confident enough to go and talk to someone. And as soon as you talk to someone, that's the first step. And without that uh, initial conversation, how can you move forward and how can you help? Great point. Yon Roosters Radio, we've got special guest joining us in the studio, the founder of Pass It On, Chris Fagg. He was Silky and Bush. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Roosters Radio, a special edition with our special guests on this week's show, the one and only Brad, Freddie Fittler, and of course, joining us in the studio, the founder of Pass It On, Chris Fagg. Boys, Sunday, 2 p.m., Central Coast Stadium, great stadium up there, Roosters home game, Roosters taking on the Cowboys. Let's start with the NRL stats, man. Chris, how do you see this match? I see us dominating. I see go forward again. Luttrell there. Our boys, I'm not sure, are they playing? Will Trent play them or not? Um, oh, who knows? I, 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 would, I, I don't know. I mean, you probably, it's a really you, interesting topic though, Chris. Yeah, if you go back to last year, I think we won the comp in the game against the Gold Coast. Yeah, and, uh, and Manly. When we got those results, right? Yep. And, and, and we didn't play anyone. Definitely. Yeah, correct. Um, so I'd like to see that continue. I think we've got enough talent in the uh, squad to do that and it gives those guys a break um, and you know obviously hopefully they win after with the great Freddie well I mean just I want to mention a couple of young players who've filled that void Satili Tupanua Big and we've time. seen the return of Puasa also Farmer Silly uh, last weekend as well or two weekends ago I should say 
what these young players, and we've lost Zane Tedavano, I think, too. So what these young players bring, the way Satili carries the ball, like there's no one running it harder than him every hit-up. You know, he scored a couple of tries and this he's week, and he's, he's doing uh, what you were saying, Chris, being able to step up, fill the positions of a Boyd Cordner, or we've had Joey Manu at number one. So we've been up, we've got depth. If you go back to 2012, do you remember that young pack that was coming through, which had the Boyds and had all that in it? Like, this is what these guys remind me of. Yeah. You know, I, I, to be honest, I was concerned at the start of the year when we lost a few and whether we'll be able to step up. These guys have come from nowhere and they've exceeded expectations. They're very, very good players in their own right. We also had Siwa, who was sat, sitting with us in the grandstands last week, so hopefully we'll see the return of him. And don't be surprised if uh, co-captain Jake Friend is uh, running out as well. So exciting times. But uh, the Cowboys... You know, they'll have Michael Morgan back. I think it's fair to say being disappointing this year, currently in 13th position. How do you see it, Bush? Yeah, it's, the Cowboys are a hard one to read because you take them for granted and all of a sudden they put a game on yeah, you. Yeah, they'll punish you. Yeah, they'll punish you. And they've got some really good players across the park. They're sitting in 13th, but you know what? I just think we, you know, we get someone like Teddy back or Boyd comes back. We only need one. The beautiful thing is no one knows what Coach Robinson's going to do. Just like... Freddie Fittler, Coach Fittler for our origin side. They keep him guessing. They keep him coming. So Robbo will come up with an alternative. And I agree with you, Chris. I love what you just said. Last year, we were galvanized as a club and a team when our boys went up the Gold Coast and two debutants scored. It was beautiful. And we showed the depth we had. The game clicked. And that was the beginning of our march towards the finals. Are we calling this match a turning point? I hope so. What do you think? It's, it's the same sort of time, isn't it? it? That is. origin period. It really so, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's that same sort of time. And you know what? It'd be nice because from the stats background, we always sort of looked at two weeks after origin finishes. You just have a look at your squads. You see who's healthy and who's not because generally from there, you have to win eight or nine games to win the comp, yep. right? And that's the role in six in and then the finals. So it has to be the turning point. And maybe uh, I think turning points can be perceived two yeah, ways. Yeah, probably, probably not the right word, but a, but a critical match. But a critical match for sure. And weather's good too, by the way, boys. I checked that before we went today. We're all going up there. Oh, you'll be far. You've got a team going oh, up there from the Pass It On game? We have 15 going up. You'll have up. more clothes to get away. You'll be coming up in T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be on a dry track, 2 o'clock too, which I think suits us down to the ground. Certainly does. We love a daytime game, and at that time frame, it's going to be perfect. Boys, quick score prediction for the punters, Silky. Yeah, tough one this week for me. I'm usually pretty confident in my predictions, but... Uh, I thought Roosters were going to win by more than 18 and a half last week. This week, I'm just going to stick with 13 plus. Yeah. Chris? 32-14. Yeah. I'm 24-12. I think Cowboys will put a little bit to us. And uh, our defence last week, you know, there was a few little holes, and I'm sure they're working on that. Robbo prides himself in defence. But, yeah, Cowboys will, haven't come down for nothing. Well, that wraps things up for our weekend preview. We're going to take a short break. We come back. We're going to have our origin predictions. Find out how you can help pass it on. Welcome back to Roosters Radio fans. And as we all know, it's the Origin Special. Freddie Fittler's been on. We want to thank him. Of course, we've heard from Luke Keary and Ryan Hall via Roosters Radio's own Bryce Webster. Great interviews, Bryce. Keep up the great work out in the field. Chris Vag, you've been an amazing guest. You were doing amazing things in our Roosters community. You're a former NRL stats man, and we know that this Origin game is going to come down to a metre, to a kick to a pass, to an effort, to a one percenter. How do you see it? What's your score prediction? I see New South Wales 22-14. Wow. That's from the top, Silky. There's no slouch here. This man's done NRL stats for a while. He knows his stuff. Mathematical. Where do you see the points? For, well, for both sides. For both sides, I see us, the kicking. I think the short kicking now of Maloney and with Pierce uh, will be a real advantage. I see 
goal kicking being a real a real big thing in this game. You know, slippery wet on a Wednesday night at um, ANZ, always a little bit dewy there. And obviously Queensland don't, I would say, have that 80% recognised kicker. Not sure whether Normie or Cherry will actually be kicking. And again, I, what can you say? It's just meterage. I mean, if you have a look at the numbers from the last uh, game, New South Wales ran for over 1,500 metres. Queensland ran for under 1,000. Now, I don't know the change in personnel has actually given them parity there, you know. So, And, and with Clemmer coming back too, we might get bigger metres. Well, I just think two big inclusions, uh, Clemmer and Pierce. And, and if I'm frank, I think they could be the two dominant players for New South Wales. I'm really... I'm really looking forward to seeing Mitchell in a in a in a dominant forward pack. I, Look, I, he's been much maligned throughout his Origin career, and I have to say, every time he was playing was behind a, a beaten pack or part thereof. So, so you know, I think that now that they've got the run on with a dominant forward pack, I, I'd like to see us run through them, and I think we can. I really do. So I'm going to say 20 points to four. I don't think there's many points in Queensland. I think we've got all the points in the Blues. Mitchell Pierce, man of the match. I'm with you, Silky. I just want to say, as a Roosters fan and a huge fan of Mitchell Pearce, he was amazing to us on Roosters Radio. I do know that he kissed his emblem of his Newcastle jersey. That's his new club, but he'll be a rooster through and through for me. And I wish him the best. I'm looking forward to Pearce, first try scorer, Pearce man of the match. And 24-6 for mine, Silky. 24-6. I'm with you. I don't think Queensland have got more than a one converted try on him. As we've seen in the second game, New South Wales, too dominant up front. Go the Blues. Now, lastly, before we go, Chris, for all our Roosters faithful out there, anyone who wants to get involved with assisting, pass it on, can you give us some uh, insights or, or how can the common fan help out? Well, through Roosters, uh, come through our business chamber, through LinkedIn. It's a great way to get me. We're on all social media channels. So you get in touch, you get in touch with me. And then we've got a 100 Club, which is a program that offers all types of things for your corporate uh, business to get involved from team building days, um, executive culture and leadership to the simple fact of having your own clothing bin in your office so your whole team can get involved. Um, and that's where we start. Well, Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. And I'm sure I speak for all rugby league fans and the greater community in general when I tip my hat to you for the great work that you're doing for the homeless in the community. You know, I follow uh, the great work that you're doing online and to see the smile on some of these people's faces, it, it speaks volumes, mate. So well done. And I'm sure from a radio hub and from a Roosters Radio perspective, Bush, we can help out too. Yeah, I'm going to declare right here, right now on Roosters Radio, we are behind Pass It On. I just think for how Chris described it, what they deal with on a daily basis and, and the great work you're doing. How could we not get involved? It's really inspiring. Don't forget to get up the business chamber, but Roosters Radio will sit with Chris and we'll work out how we can add value to this great juggernaut you've created. Thank you for having me, boys. And remember, East to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah.